This is WVEWLP Brattleboro 107.7 FM, your community radio station, also streaming live online at WVEW.org. And this is Indigo Radio, deepening understanding, making connections. We're on the air every Sunday at noon. We're a group of educators seeking to learn through engaging with others in our community and throughout the world. You can also find us on Facebook at Indigo Radio and on Instagram. Our shows are recorded and will be uploaded to our SoundCloud and iTunes after the show. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the host and guests, not the radio station. And this is Anna for Indigo Radio. We have a whole new show today. We're going to be airing the voices from the Brattleboro streets during the Black Lives Matter rallies and actions that took place this past week. Last Sunday, Brattleboro Solidarity, Indigo Radio, and the Tenants Union of Brattleboro organized an action on Main Street in Brattleboro to demand justice for the families of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Tony McDade, Ahmaud Arbery, and Sean Reed, and all of those targeted and killed by police brutality. We wanted to bring people together to show our solidarity with the rest of the nation in rebellion and to stand up against white supremacy and racism within our own community here in Southern Vermont. And hundreds showed up on Main Street and we had people from Keene, we had people from Western Mass, I met people from different places in Vermont, Chester, Burlington, Reedsboro, and it culminated in a march from the co-op to the commons. And then on Tuesday, there was a youth-led march, and this was led by students at BUHS with another huge showing. So we're going to be airing interviews that were done on the street at both these actions. Stay with us. And this is Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes, Wake Up Everybody. This song is uh, a title tune for my latest LP, which is entitled Wake Up Everybody. And I'm sure you will all agree there are things that need to be done in this country today. So what I'd like for you to do is listen very carefully and see what you can do to lend a hand. Judgment day, so won't you 
every Sunday at noon, and this is Anna. We are airing the interviews that we did from the street rallies, both on Sunday and the youth-led rally on Tuesday. And we're gonna go to Sunday's rally first and play a couple of the voices from the street. You're out here today with Brattleboro Solidarity and Indigo Radio and the Tenants Union of Brattleboro, and I would love to know why you came out here today. I couldn't stay home with all everything that I see that's going on. I, there's no way I could stay home. I had to be a part of it and show my support because mm -hmm. it needs to end. And can so, I just read your sign? Absolutely. It says, Cops murder again. Again and again and again and again. Okay. okay. And we all see it. Yeah. Everybody can see it. It's all out there for us to see, and we should not ignore it. Exactly. Period. That's why I'm here. Thank I don't you, want Jillian. to ignore it. Thank you. Thank you. Can you uh, tell me where you're from and what brought you out here today? I'm from Brattleboro, Vermont, and I'm out here today because I want to support the Black Lives Matter movement because my son is one and I don't want him to grow up in fear of his life. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah, and I see your sign says, I do this for my son. My son's future, no justice, no peace. You said he's one year one years old? Yes. Yeah. And Tell me, what do you feel like, are there any struggles in Brattleboro or anything that Brattleboro could be doing better? Um, I know we're not in school currently, but when I was in high school, the biggest problem with racism was in the high school. Um, it was mostly the teachers like overlooking it and not saying anything. Yeah. And it was even teachers stemming as far as showing racism towards the students because there's so many little of the people of color in that school. We were often targeted. I was pretty often targeted yeah. for a lot of it. So I've been part of this since I've been in high school. You so were at BUHS? Yes. Okay, got it. I went to BUHS and I was a part of the WEAR group, which is all about this. Oh, you must know Michaela. Yes, she's very close with me. <laughs> okay, she's nice. She's actually like family, yeah. All right, Olivia, thank you so much. Of Glad course. that you're out here and thanks for sharing. Thank you. All right, can you tell me your name and where you're from? I'm Tara and I'm from Demerson. Oh, great. You're my first Dummerston representative. Oh, how wonderful. <laughs> so tell me, uh, what brought you out here today? Um, what brought me out here today is just, I think the more people say something, the more that something will actually happen. And if we get enough people, eventually things will change. So I want to see a future where this doesn't keep happening. So I want to get out here and I want to get actual
actual change going so we can make a difference. And you're here with a group of your friends and yeah. it, it's so awesome to see so many young people out here today. What do you think is the sort of strength for young people to be out here? I think we have a lot of enthusiasm and we have a lot of ideas and that really helps especially with activism because we have a lot of skills we can bring that are very varied um, and a lot of energy yeah. uh, because it's our future and it's the fight that we're sure. in the middle of. And, and you also have a radio show on WBW. What's your show? Yeah. I have Eclectic Revolution. Woo! noon to one. <laughs> we want to, yeah, make sure. Why do you love the radio? Tell us that. Thank uh, you for organizing the show. I love being able to have a platform where I can share my music and share my voice with the community. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, so I would love for you to tell us where you're from and your names and to talk about why you came out today. Uh, my name is April. We're from Guilford. Great. Um, we came out today because we're tired of uh, racism and this continuing to happen and we have, I have been somewhat complacent and I'm tired of being that. It's time to show up. Yep. It's time for all of us to be here. And can you tell me about your sign? It's, uh, I'm going to read it. It says, don't ignore something because it makes you uncomfortable. White silence equals violence. Did you make that sign? I did make that sign. Um, I've been seeing that around and I think it speaks to like, where white folks are. Like it's so uncomfortable. We've been taught to be so good and quiet and we can't be. Yeah. This isn't the time for that. And so staying silent kills people and kills black people, brown people. And we can't do it anymore. Yeah. And so I want people to, this has, I've seen this change people's minds. Great, thank yeah. you so much. Sure. And then um, I would love for you to introduce yourself and also tell us about, your sign has so many of the names that people of color that have died by police brutality. Yes, that's correct, actually. My name is Bev Larson, I'm also from Guilford. What brought me out here today was actually uh, a snapshot on NPR's lead page of an incompre incomprehensive list of everyone who's been shot by police violence since Eric Garner. And I tried to find a comprehensive list and no one even knows. Yeah. These people's lives are going, are lost silently and it's time for people to stand up. Great, thank you so much. Sure. Okay, that was Voices from the Protest that you were listening to. That was, the last one was Bev and April from Guilford. And I wanna say the first one was Joanna from, all the way from Reedsboro. And we also had Olivia from Brattleboro. Um, she was talking about being targeted at the high school here uh, when she went to BUHS. And uh, Tara from Dummerston, just showing you a lot of the different towns even represented on Main Street on Sunday. And I did forget to mention that the whole time I'm yelling in the interviews, because as you can see or hear, there is so much background noise. There are so many chants going on. We had also asked for people who did not want to come out on the street and if they couldn't make it, that they were also welcome, very welcome to drive down Main Street with signs and honking. So there was a lot of that also going on. And we're gonna go to a song right now. This is Dead Prez, Police State, and we'll be back with more interviews from Sunday. You have the emergence in human society of this thing that's called the state. What is the state? The state is this organized bureaucracy. It is the police department. It is the army, the navy. It is the prison system, the courts, and what have you. This is the state. It is a repressive organization. 
Well, you know, you've got to have the police, because if there were no police, look at what you'd be doing to yourselves. You'd be killing each other if there were no police. But the reality is, the police become necessary in human society. You know how we think Organize the hood under our chain banners Red, black, and green instead of gang bandanas FBI spying on us through the radio antennas And I'm hitting cameras in the street like watching society With no respect for the people's right to privacy I take a slug for the cause like Huey P While all you fake niggas try to copy Master P I wanna be free to live Able to have what I need to live Bring the power back to the street where the people live We sick of working for crumbs and filling up the prisons Dying over money and relying on religion for help We do for self like ants in a colony Organize the wealth into a socialist economy A way of life based off the common needs And all my comrades is ready, we just spreading the seed Live a third of his life in a jail cell Cause the world is controlled by the white male And the people don't never get justice And the women don't never get respected And the problems don't never get solved And the jobs don't never pay enough So the rent always be late Can you relate? No more bondage, no more political monsters, no more secret space launches. Government departments started it in the projects, material objects, thousands up in the closets. Could have been invested in the future for my comrades. Battle contacts, primitive weapons out in combat. Many never come back, pretty be running with gas, rather get shot in they back than fire back, we tired of that, corporations hiring blacks, denying the facts, exploiting us all over the map, that's why I write the shit I write in my raps, it's documented, I meant it, every day of the week, I live in it, breathing it, it's more than just believing it, I'm holding in ones, rolling up my sleeves and shit, it's C-Lo for push-ups now, many headed for one conclusion, niggas ain't ready for revolution. The average black male, live a third of his life in a jail cell. Cause the world is controlled by the white male And the people don't never get justice And the women don't never get respected And the problems don't never get solved And the jobs don't never pay enough So the rent always be late Can you relate? We living in a police state That was... Dead Prez with Police State, and if you're just joining us, this is Anna for Indigo Radio, and we are playing Voices from the Streets. We were out on the street on Sunday and on Tuesday of this past week uh, for the Black Lives Matter rally in protest and in solidarity with the rest of the nation. And we're going to go now to other interviews that I did on the street um, for Sunday's rally. And we're going to start with uh, Stefan Gillum. He is the NAACP president of Wyndham County. Can you tell me who you are and um, why you're out here today? Hi, my name is Stefan Gillum. I am president of the Wyndham County NAACP. So this is our county that we're out here representing right now. Nice. Where'd you come from? Do you live in... Broadway? I live here in Brattleboro, Vermont, yeah, actually a couple blocks from here. Okay, great. And what do you think of the show of support here today? I think it's a good show of support, especially because, you know, it was it happened pretty quickly. It was a couple days on Facebook that I think this event started to take traction, started to get traction. I know that we sent it out um, to our general email list last night, calling for people to come on out if they could. We've met a few people already from um, the NAACP that are members that are here, actually. 
all the folks surrounding me right now are members of the Wyndham branch. Nice. And so, yeah, it's great. I'm, I'm happy to see it, and I'm happy to see the community solidarity. And as part of the NAACP, can you tell me what your thoughts are about Brattleboro, Wyndham County, around uh, white supremacy, racism, or the things that we need to be doing here? So this might be a long-winded answer, but I would say that last night I was on the phone with uh, Leslie um, Redman, who is the president of the Minneapolis branch of the NAACP. Obviously, it's really hot right there right now. I was also on the phone with James Woodall, who is the president of the Georgia State Conference. Obviously, uh, they were pivotal in helping with the Ahmad Aubrey case, as far as the Mayan Burrell case. And I would say that we need to be cognizant as a community about what's going on around us. We need to be connected. Join your local NAACP, join your local Black Lives Matter, whatever other groups that's going on. Pay attention to, pay attention to policy. Pay attention to how our community is shaped. For example, if we have advisory boards, make them review boards. If we have policy around policing, review what they actually are. See what's what's protected and what's not protected for citizens. We need to look at where our money is going around marketing and who's marketing what and to what population. We need to look at economic sustain sustainability here for people of color and not just bringing them here for uh, numeric value, right? Mm -hmm. Looking at life quality. And lastly, we need to look at our sphere of influence, as uh, especially white people, and see what you can do in your sphere of influence to actually uh, perpetuate the change that you want to see. Yeah, great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, Naomi, how you doing? Hey, I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm glad to see you out here. What brought you out here today? Well, actually, I saw your Instagram post that there was going to be a protest, and I really wanted to show up physically in the streets and express how angry I am in community about the devaluing of black lives, police brutality. So, yeah, I'm here, and I really hope more white people come out. And what do you think is the importance of white people showing up in a time like this? Well, I feel like we can't really underestimate the value of, you know, informed accomplices and allyship and that we need, uh, white people need to be educating each other and doing the hard work of unlearning our racism because that's going to make one of the biggest power shifts, I think, possible. Here with Nancy from Everyone's Books, also always long out doing some activism. <laughs> right, always Nancy? Trying, always trying, you know. Can you tell us uh, why you're out here today? today because I'm white in America in 2020 and it's our job to change the course of the racist trajectory in this country. If we as white people don't fix it, it doesn't get fixed because black people can't do it alone and they shouldn't have to do it alone because, you know, we have more, you know, we as white people have more power in many ways. We are not people who are thrown into prison or, or committed violence against as readily as African Americans in this country. And our, you know, not necessarily my ancestors, but certainly the ancestors of many of the white people in this country are the people who created this system of racial, racial hatred and violence. And I'm here because I want to do everything I possibly can for the rest of my life to make sure that I am a voice, a white voice against racism. I want to be in a community where I think, I hope people always feel welcome in my place of work. 
Okay, I'm here with uh, Peter Elwell, the town manager. And Peter, can you tell us what brought you out here today? Sure. I um, was really hoping that this would happen in kind of a Brattleboro way, and I believe that it has. <laughs> um, I'm so it's a very Brattleboro way. That is so true. <laughs> Just so grateful to everybody that there was this large of a showing, that those of you who organized it you know, were so well prepared as far as spreading people out and having water in case it was a hotter day and all the kinds of things you did to make it so that it's a strong way of showing support of our community for ending police brutality and for standing up together in favor of racial justice, but in a way that is peaceful and is collaborative and is not destructive and not violent. And that's what you organized and what the people together accomplished today. Mm -hmm. And it's just been really um, amazing to be able to be here and witness that happen. Yeah, for sure. And can I ask you as you know, town manager, so you know of obviously a lot of things that are going on in the town, would you say, are there, are there things that you would point to that Brattleboro as a town could be doing better around uh, racial injustices sure. and white supremacy? Absolutely. So um, I, I think we just have not only a long way to go, but like almost the whole journey ahead of us in terms of systemic racism, right? So there's been a fair amount of work that's gone on for a long time of people trying to maintain good awareness and speak out when there are um, problems like there were the, the uh, threatening messages a couple of years ago and the community really came together and said, you know, that's, that's not how we treat each other around here. Those things are important, but our systems haven't changed much at all. Yeah. And so what, um, you know, some of us in town government as well as lots of people in the community and lots of people that are, you know, in, involved in other ways, like um, state government has really made some commitments in this regard as well. So there's a lot of work going on in this part of the world to face up to the realities of you know, systemic racism yeah. and um, that it's been centuries that it's existed and it's not gonna go away in a year or two, but we've gotta start working on actually doing those um, changes in how our systems function, mm -hmm. not just trying to make sure that people are bringing a more, say, open and inclusive attitude to the work that we do. Can you tell me your name? Hi, I'm Michaela Rain. And Michaela, where are you from? I'm from Greenfield, Massachusetts. Oh, awesome. You came all the way up from Greenfield? I did, nice. yeah. Nice, nice. And are you from, with your friends too? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And tell me why you're out here today. I'm here to stand up for the black community and to get justice for the murders of the black lives that have been taken down by police brutality. I just want to stick up for what I believe in. I think it's very wrong how the world is treating everybody right now during all this crisis. And what do you, you're a younger person, so what do you see as the role of younger people? And so what's, what's your thought around that? I think it's really important that we as the young community stick up for everybody because we have a strong voice and we're going to be here. We're the ones who are going to be running the systems in a few years. So I think it's really important that we're here showing our voices. Great. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Yeah, my name is Mel Weiss and the reason I'm out here is because I have a little two and a half year old who's mixed and just in general like this is an important um, topic for me. And, and you live in Brattleboro? Yeah, I do. What do you think about the showing? It's awesome. It's pretty good for our little town, right? I mean, I'm kind of surprised, I mean, not surprised that the cops didn't show up, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. My name's Jessica Pierce. Jessica, and where are you from, Jessica? I'm from Chester. Oh, Chester, Vermont, or Chester? Vermont. Vermont, okay, so did you come down just for this? Yes, I did. That's awesome, and can you tell us, what is it like being out here? It's 
amazing. It's a gathering of all the people here and it's to come together and say that all lives matter and that we should all support each other. Yeah, and what do you feel like as a white person it's important to be out here? It's important because we as white people have privilege and we need to use our privilege to help protect those and lift up those who have been oppressed. And do you feel like it's good to have so many youth out here today? Yes, it's amazing. It's a youth uprising. Yeah, that's awesome, right? There's also another youth um, rally on Tuesday. Is there anything else you want to say for all of our listeners out there? Um, I'm here because we have said never again too many times and it keeps happening and I'm here to make sure that it really does not ever happen again. Can you tell me your name and where you're from? I'm Padme and I'm from Keene, New Hampshire. You live in Keene, right? Yes. And you said your brother lives here in Brattleboro. Yes. Is he here today? Uh, yes, he is. Okay, great. And can I just read your sign real quick? It's. Do you want to yes. read it for us? It says, no, just, no justice, no peace, no racist police. Tell us about your sign. Well, well, the whole idea of police started out with slavery and the catching of runaway slaves. So, though some may have good intentions of protecting people, the whole idea of police started out wrong and... and that's what the sign means to me that they may have good intentions, some of them, but the whole the whole problem is systemic and not just not just some or few people who are racist. Though there are a lot of people that are racist that are it's embedded in them in yeah. a way. So this is what the sign means. Thank you so much, and thank you for bringing in that history because I think that's a really important point to make. Yes, I I don't think many people talk about it because. I don't think they realize that police never really started out as a peaceful thing. Right, that there's that long history to it. Yeah. Right, and I think that is important to name out here. So thank you so much that there's a whole historical context to it, right? Yes. Thank you. You were just listening to the voices from last Sunday's rally. And at the end there, I spoke to a number of teenagers on the street. And the last one, Hapame from Keene, was talking about the history of the police and how much it is embedded in, in the very uh, violent history. I mean, she talks about that they never began as peaceful. And I think that is a really important historical knowledge to bring in. And we are going to go to a song break. We're going to go to Baltimore by Nina Simone. And we will be back with more speeches and voices from the actions this past week. Thanks for tuning in to Indigo Radio.
programming on WVEW is underwritten in part by Everyone's Books. Located in downtown Brattleboro at 25 Elliott Street, Everyone's Books is a family-owned, independent bookstore that has been serving the community for over 30 years. They specialize in books about social change, the environment, politics, and travel, and offer a huge range of children's books. You can reach them by phone at 802-254-8160 or online via their website at everyonesbks.com. WVEW thanks everyone's books for their support of this station. We are back. This is Anna with Indigo Radio, and today we are airing Voices from the Streets. We are now going to go to 
the two speeches that were given at the Commons on Sunday. The first one that you're going to hear is Bishop, and the one right after that that we will play is from Janaki Natarajan. Play football with you, if I can go to war with you, if I can play any sports with you, why can't I live with you? Why does it got to be the color of my skin that matters? I breathe the same air as you. I guarantee you, if you cut yourself right now and I cut myself, we bleed the same color. It's not all bad cops. There's a lot of good cops, but there's cops that don't care because that's the way they was taught. I got two young children that's mixed. How do you think they feel when they look on TV and see a man, their own color, might not be their own color, but a man arrested with his, on his stomach, asking can he breathe? My my stepson is 10, is 11 years old, and the first thing he said to me is, is that the way it was for you in Jersey? And I had to tell him, it was worse. And it's not fair that just because my color, I should be treated different. I got a question for every white person here, and I'm not trying to be racist or nothing like that, so don't think that. But do you think that it was fair for a kid to go in, the, in, a, in a church and shoot up nine people? Nine people. Nothing happened to him? They took him for Burger King. What do you think would have happened if that was me? I would not be here speaking to none of y'all. And nobody would care because I'm black. Just because I'm big and black don't mean I'm trying to scare anybody. But that's the way everybody think of me anyway. But I'm asking every last one of y'all to look around at each other. Look around at each other. We mix in the mix just to be here for something positive. Ain't nobody throwing no rocks, nobody beating up nobody. This is peace and that's all we ask for. If you can do this together, we can do a lot together. And that's the end of me, thank you. we want amongst humans. No. For thousands of years, humans have been the main predators on this planet. Look around at this planet, the trees, the grass, the insects, all the microbes inside us. We are part of nature. Are we against nature? No. Do we want to create new forms of human nature? Yes. That is what we have to do. We are not beyond nature. We are within nature, within the, bo within the bosom of nature. But we want to create new ways of being. There have many people in the world who have tried to do this. Let us not forget that. We are not alone. We are not an exceptional group. We are part of an ancestral tradition which tries to create new human beings relationships but 
for thousands of years. There have been owners and slave owners. And the enslaved, the word Slav, is a white word after all. There were Slavs in Europe. And there was people, there are people in India, the outcasts so-called, the Dalits, who cleaned the feces of others and cleaned the animals dead on the street. That is not what we want. I asked my children in India, say, do you like food? Do you all like food? Yeah. Yeah. Does every human like food? Yeah. Yeah. So when you eat food, it goes down. Where does it go? <laughs> Where does it go after that? <laughs> that is the point. When it comes out of the body, does it become dirty then for other humans to clean? <laughs> and that is the basis of this difference. Who owns? Who owns the land? Who owns resources? Who labors? The people labor. Who benefits? Who benefits? Who benefits? The owners. And the working people have been destroyed in so many ways all through human history. We want to be on the side of a new human history. In my experiences, there have been many changes in times when new human histories have been made. But I have to say at the end of my life now, I have been defeated so far. We created them. We created them in many ways. But now I ask you, are you willing to create and continue ancestral new history? Yes! Yes, yes, yes! Should I believe you? Yes! Why should I believe you? Because we love the people! Because we love the people. We love the people. However, it's not enough to have feelings. It's not enough to say nice things. It's not enough to recycle. It's not enough to be satisfied with ourselves. It's not enough to take care of myself. That's right. Yeah. Wow, this is not enough. We have to have discipline. We have to have study. Yes. And we have to organize and not think that we are exceptional. We are part of the
Frankie Perkins, say her name. Corbell Jones, say her name. Kayla Moore, say her name. Sandra Bland, say her name. Raina Turner, say her name. Kena Jones, say her name. Kendrick Chapman, say her name. Roland Miller, say her name. If you not in the team, we'll bloody up in your brain. We know this shit is a shame. We know some shit got a shame. When it's due, I need medics on the scene Cause when they see me, they gon' shoot Hell, hey, old trope, where your head? It's been hanging by a thread I've been trying to weigh my options Conscious plotting on the fence Then we need to pick up arms Then slide in like the quiet storm Cause ain't nobody ever more for us Got a lot to discuss, but they keep on hush uh, Hands up to stick up palms Better run them jewels and keep niggas calm Cause ain't nobody ever warned us Got a lot to discuss, but they keep us hush You not in the tank When it's due, I need medics on the scene Cause when they see me, they gon' shoot Ayo, choke, where your head? It's been hanging by a thread I've been trying to weigh my options Cashes plotting on the fence That was a song called Say Her Name by Mother Nature And that song was written in 2016 Saying the names of women that have been Women of color that have been killed by police And... I just want to point out that one of the names that is being called out today is Brianna Taylor, and Friday would have been her 27th birthday. She was shot to death on March 13th by Louisville police. She was an emergency medical technician in Louisville, Kentucky, and she was treating COVID-19 patients at hospitals. She hoped to become a nurse. The police shot her eight times after they burst into her apartment with a no-knock warrant, which was intended for someone who actually did not live with Taylor. So we should say the name of Brianna Taylor, really sad and horrific killing of her just in March. So we are back. We are playing Voices from the Streets. You were just listening to Janaki and Bishop that spoke in the Commons on Sunday at the rally. And we are now going to go to Nina Kunamoto, is also an Indigo Radio host and member of the SPART faculty. She attended the rally that was youth-led on Tuesday of last week, and she interviewed a couple of the organizers. So we're going to go to those now. Tell us a little bit about why you decided to organize this. You don't have, we don't really have a lot of protests that happen like around this area. And I know that a lot of people here had strong opinions about it. And it was really spur of the moment type of thing. I posted it on Friday and I managed to pull this all together with the help of a few others. And I'm really, really 
thankful for that. Like, it's super cool. A lot of people just have a lot of strong opinions. I know that a lot of the younger kids here have strong opinions. And I decided, well, why not? Mm-hmm. I mean, we've been hearing about protests everywhere else. Like, why shouldn't we have one here? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. As a young woman of color, like, how do you feel or what do you think about what's going on nationally? Nobody should be doing that. Like, it's, it, it sickens me. Like, it's so inhumane to do that to another person. And we're supposed to look... We're supposed to look to these police officers as people who are helping us. And instead, we see them on the media killing our black men and other people of the black community. And they're discriminating people of minorities. And it's like, who's supposed to be here to help us if it's not going to be the police? It's gross because anyone, any, any of the people here who are people of color could, could be targeted. Right. And they could be attacked like that. And it's just, it's really saddening to think about that as a young person, knowing that this could be your future. Um, do you think, I mean, this isn't new, right? Yeah. What's, what's different about what's happening now? A lot more people are using their voices to say something. Mm. We're finally being like, this isn't okay. After generations of us just having to be okay with this discrimination. And I think a lot more people are using their voices now and they're being aware of what's happening for minorities in America. Like, What would you like to say to other youth in the U.S., youth of color, white youth? Definitely use your voice. Like, it's important. It's, it's as important as the white people's voices. Mm-hmm. And we definitely need both of their voices right now. And I think that everybody should stand together to help make a change and I think also that we should have young people should be they should have young people should have more conversations that make people uncomfortable that's definitely what we need right we need to educate people and we need to have these conversations even if some people don't want to have them but it's really important for growth in the world great and so just for the for the radio you're Kaya and what um grade are you in I'm in 10th grade at school like what are you interested in um i do a lot of music things i'm really in the theater department i like doing that english is also another strong point i wish that they would have a lot more people of color um literature there but Mm. you know instead of just killing to kill a mockingbird and all that but you know (laughs) you know it's it's whatever it sounds like we all have a lot of work to do yeah okay thank you so much my name is Abby Coyne, and I'm in uh, 7th grade going into 8th next year. Wow. And so you have an amazing sign. Um, so her, um, her sign says, use your white privilege to end white privilege. Um, and there's a butterfly and sort of a gradation of colors. So what brought you out here today? Uh, I just feel very enraged by the horrible, disgusting acts of racist people and racist cops. And... This whole movement really needs to be heard by everybody in the whole world. So I'm glad that I get to be a part of it. That's great. And just kind of thinking about sort of what's going on nationally, um, what, are, what are your thoughts as a youth? And um, what, what would you like to say to other youth in the country and in the state? Speak up. Like, if just speak up. Anything that happens, speak up about it. Raise awareness of the situation. Use your voice. Use your white privilege as power and be aware of the situation happening. That's great, very inspiring. Thank you so much. 
My name is Question, also known as Royalty, also known as Tony. I have a million names. I am with Aware. Um, we Aware is part of um, Brattleboro Union High School's um, school clubs, and so Aware is the one that Aware is putting this on um, in support of Kaya, and we're just really excited to be out here and just like this is what we do, and we're really excited to see how it turns out. So. And so you're part of AWARE at the high school. Yep. Can you, just for other listeners across the country, across the state, tell us what AWARE is, what AWARE does generally, um, so people can get ideas? AWARE goes to a lot of um, racial justice conferences, and we do a lot of um, protests and speaking out in other towns. The most recent thing that we've done so far is we went to um, Boston for a... Um, high school assembly around racial justice and so aware is mostly made up of students of color and we're all just we're one like tight-knit family like we all just we support each other we support our people and that's what we're out here doing today so great sort of zooming out into what's going on nationally um what are just what are some of your thoughts about what's going on as a youth of color living in this moment in history i i'm really scared i really watching some of the protest videos that are happening in other states i don't i don't understand why it's happening police officers are supposed to be there to protect us not harm us so i don't understand why that's happening but also i also know through this line of work that people are really scared of difference and I don't think people understand that like the land they're standing on is from people of color and I don't it's just mind-boggling what people don't know and yeah I just I fear leaving my house because we have um, Trump supporters that live right down the road and I just always living my life in a constant state of fear, constantly looking over my shoulder when I'm out for walks. And it's just, it's really saddening, really disheartening that this has been going on for decades and, you know, it's still happening and it's 2020 and I'm just, it's hard to deal with the fact that this is our world. Mm -hmm. So you're a graduating senior. How do you think you might carry the work that you're doing through AWARE and and this organizing um, into your work in the future? Uh, So I plan on working with kids of color. I plan on owning my own daycare in the future. So, you know, really taking in kids of color and really, you know, just making it aware to like a lot of parents that, you know, my work is definitely racial justice based. I'm really looking at like white parents that are fostering or adopting um, children of color and just really being like, this is the work you got to do. And, you know, this is how it's going to make your kids safe and all this stuff. So that's really how I'm trying to take my work out into the community. That's awesome. That's amazing. Um, Because you are our future. So... Mm Last question, what would you like to say to other youth of color, other white youth that are out there listening? For the youth of color, I would say that I, there are definitely people out here who support you. You know, there are people out here doing this work for you and, you know, with you. And uh, we've spoke, we've stood in silence for too long and it's time to start speaking up against the injustice that's happening to our people and for the white people of color or for the white people 
I would say that it's time to speak up. You know, if you know that what's happening is wrong and you don't say anything, silence is betrayal. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of white people out here trying to be like people of color, you know, trying to take our culture, trying to do all this stuff. And, you know, they won't speak up at protests or they won't, they'll just continue to be racist in their everyday lives. And, you know, that's gotta stop. Can't claim that you're, you know, here for people of color and then go and be like saying the N word. That's not how that works. I would really just tell white folks to speak up. They have more power and what they do with their power is really affecting other people. Awesome, thank you so much. Yes, thank you. All right, this is Anna back with Indigo Radio and that was Nina Kunamoto that you were listening to. She was interviewing teens at the Tuesday protest. That was Kia you heard at the beginning. She is a 10th grader, part of AWARE at BUHS that uh, started organizing that protest. Then you had Abby, and at the end you had Question, uh, who is a graduating senior. So it was great to hear those voices, very powerful things they had to say. And before we go out here, one of the things that I wanted to bring up was around COVID-19 and a lot of these rallies and, and protests that are happening across the nation. We, for our Sunday rally in action, uh, we had masks were required. We had extra masks that we were handing out and hand sanitizer. And we hope to have people six feet apart. We had many, many people show up. So that, that was not always the case, but we did everything in our power to keep that safe. I wanted to read something from uh, a coalition of, of public health officials talking about the rallies and the pandemic that's going on. And they, this coalition actually are calling on police departments to end the widespread use of tear gas against protesters during the pandemic. And there was an online petition that was signed by close to 1300 infectious disease specialists that warned that gas could increase the risk for COVID-19 it makes the respiratory tract more susceptible to infection and exasperates existing inflammation, also inducing coughing. And they also warn against holding anyone arrested in confined spaces, including jails or police vans, which are some of the highest risk areas for COVID-19 transmission. Um, but they also said despite the health risks, the experts encourage people to continue their protests. And they wrote, white supremacy is a lethal public health issue that predates and contributes to COVID-19. And I think that's important to point out because as much of the media has focused on how they depict uh, the protesters, the violence, the brutal force is coming from weapons from the police department. And same with people criticizing the safety and the health safety, that there are these much greater risks that police and their tear gas contribute to this or confining and arresting people and putting them in jails, overcrowded places. So I think that's important to bring up. We wanna thank you all for listening today. And it was so great to hear all these voices. We're gonna go out with James Brown Say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud, and we will be back next week. Thanks all. Say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. Say it loud.
wall and working with someone else. 